Hola mi gente y bienvenidos a Self Love y Vino. Mi nombre es Shumari and I'm your host. Self Love y Vino es un podcast bilingüe dedicated to this hard thing we call life. Ser una mujer fuerte hoy en día no significa that we have everything under control. It simply means we embrace the changes y que luchamos para seguir adelante día a día. Hablaremos de motherhood, social expectations versus reality, friendship y mucho más. I'm a mom of four teens, corporate professional, I'm also a crafting lover, entrepreneur, military vet, an avid traveler, and now the host and creator of this podcast, because why not challenge my limits a little bit more? Todos necesitamos self-care and self-love, but how to achieve that? Compartiré como día a día sobrepaso obstáculos as I currently go through one of the hardest moments of my life. Every day I make a choice to get up, be kind to myself, love myself, and self-care in different ways. When there's a will, there's a way, right? Acompáñame con un poquito de vino, café o té. Y como decimos en mi isla bella de Puerto Rico, ¡vamos ya! Bienvenidos a todos al episodio número 5 de Self Love Vino. El episodio de hoy está titulado Setting Boundaries. Um, this is something that I had to learn the hard way. I don't know if that's the experience for many other people, but... I want to introduce my, my dear friend. Her name is Piera. She's a mother, a daughter, an educator, an entrepreneur, a mentor, and a leader. Above all, she's a great friend. So I want to take this opportunity to thank her for being with us today. Hi, Piera. Hi, Jemani. How are you? Thank I'm you for great. having me. Of course. I'm great. How are you? I'm awesome. Excited about this topic. Yeah, yeah, yes. I, I think you were quite ready for it. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> as time has progressed, and you know, as you know, my life has changed since um, September, October last year. Setting boundaries has been something that I've had to learn kind of the hard way. I've never had a problem letting people know how I feel. And when I feel like you know, a little bit, I need a little bit of distance or otherwise it could be, it could be the other way around. I feel like you're too distant and, and I would like to have you more in my life. I think it will also apply in this scenario. I've had to adjust many things in my life and I set up a list of questions about setting boundaries because sometimes people feel like they want to help and they give you their point of view, their way of thinking on different subjects when you're not really looking for that. And it doesn't come from a bad place. They're coming from a place of love sometimes. And it's even a good intention with a bad comment and the hurtful right. comment, but exactly. it comes with good intentions. Exactly. I mean, not always, because there's some people out there that don't understand what boundaries mm -hmm. are, but I guess in my case specifically, many of the people that are in my lives come to me with good intentions. I just, I've never gone through anything like this before. So sometimes I feel very sensitive of the things that I'm receiving and I'm just not quite ready to receive that. Mm -hmm. So I've, I set a few questions and, and I'm hoping we can have a good and healthy discussion. And I know you're huge on, on this topic, so I can't wait to hear what you have to say. The first question that I ask myself is, why should we set up boundaries? Why even try and set up boundaries? Boundaries, it's a main component of self-love. You put a boundary because you love yourself. Yes. You love yourself enough to say, 
here's to where you can come at me from. I need distance from you or I don't. Anytime to reflect, anytime for me. Boundaries are for you. Boundaries are not for the other person. Wow, you hit the nail in the head. You sure did. You see what I'm saying? So you're accommodating you and you are the priority when you're setting boundaries. You're not accommodating your family. You're not accommodating the court. You're not accommodating whatever's going on in your life. You're not accommodating your children. You're not accommodating anybody else but you. So when you're setting boundaries is what you want. And when you communicate boundaries, you communicate your wants and your needs for your self-care. That's exactly how I feel about that. And in order to feel this way, you need to have good self-esteem. Because if you don't have good self-esteem, you're never going to give yourself the priority that you deserve. And while we're going through these life transitions, sometimes your self-esteem is low. And this is when you need a friend because relationships are God's way of him talking to you. God talks to you through other people. It's one of the ways he does. And if you don't have that self-esteem at that point, because our self-esteem is affected during a life, huge life transitions, then you need a friend to be like, we need to set boundaries. How can I help you set boundaries? You need boundaries for you. So you need to have a friend in your corner that will help you see that you need boundaries and help you set the boundaries when your self-esteem is low. Right. Because sometimes when you're, or not sometimes, I want to say most of the time, when you're in the middle of a situation or a hard transition in life, you don't see it. Mm -hmm. don't see it so you need to be reminded like hey listen this is not healthy Mm -hmm. and you need to do something about it because whether you're receiving it could be two things it could be toxic positivity or extreme negativity or somebody Mm -hmm. just overshares their opinion and they won't stop sharing that with you like they want to tell you what to do when you're not really looking for that maybe you're just looking for a listening ear for somebody to just you know, reassure you and not necessarily hear a their point of view in the situation in the sense of telling you what to do. Something I learned early on in this process was Melissa told me at the beginning, she was like, I guess now a lot of people know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but prior to this, I like I haven't posted anything about it. I haven't really said much about it online. So the people that are not necessarily like in my inner circle like you, Mm-hmm. Wouldn't know our marriage was so strong. Mm-hmm. So going from that to we're no longer together, it's a big shock for many people. So immediately I get questions. Oh my God, what happened? Why this, that? So what Melissa told me to do was I'm going to share some information with you. I'm not ready to take any questions and I'm not looking for any advice, but this is what I'm prepared to share with you. And that's a way of setting boundaries. I'm setting mm-hmm. the expectation that Listen, I, I bet you have questions, but I'm not ready to answer any questions other than what I'm prepared to share at the moment. Mm-hmm. And that has made conversations easier on me. Because on I'm your sh- spirit, on your soul, your, it's yes. soul care as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because boundaries, words affect your spirit. And that's what is healing in you is your soul. Mm-hmm. You weren't physically hurt. You weren't, you know, but you were emotionally and spiritually hurt. Exactly. So you have to detox from that and words and the spirit and the soul are fed through words. You can't have that be being fed into your spirit, but boundaries are also in a marriage. People do not think that boundaries are because you're saying you're talking, we're talking boundaries, but there your marriage also needs to have boundaries because you are single. Even if you're married, you are a complete human being. And so is the other person. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So you, 
you still have boundaries even within your marriage. Mm -hmm. Healthy boundaries, uh, but there should be boundaries. Healthy boundaries, but you're still a single person. You're still an individual and you still need your boundaries and your self-care during a marriage. You have your wants and your needs. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So perfect. Shoot. (laughs) This was a hard one. Do we need to explain why we're setting boundaries? I think Mm -hmm. like in the general, my general answer would be no. I don't need to explain to anybody Mm -hmm. why I'm setting any boundaries. Now, if you care about the people that are around you and they're coming to you from a place of love, I feel like giving them a little bit of an explanation can make that boundary conversation flow a little bit easier and less painful in the heart. Because I mean, nobody wants to be told, I don't want to hear your opinion. You know what I mean? So if you explain, listen, whatever the reason is, in Mm -hmm. my case, my heart is heavy and I'm just not prepared to maybe handle things in a more, what's the word I'm looking for? In a more logic manner. Because Mm -hmm. I mean, when you are outside of a situation, yeah, you can think more clearly because there's no emotions (laughs) involved. But when you're in the middle of whatever situation, emotions are just wild. I and mean, especially when things change from one moment to the next, I mean, you know. And well, you also have emotional boundaries and you have spiritual boundaries and you have physical boundaries mm-hmm. doing all these things. And then you're going to have physical boundaries include staying away from certain people. And it might include staying away from certain friends because traumatic experiences redefines friendships. They sure do. They sure do. And it opens up other friendships because you're going to need your friends differently now. And some of your friends that you were, that were in your inner circle that have been in your life forever are also hurt from this experience. They're also so, grieving. So they're also grieving the divorce. They're also grieving that you lost a child. They're also grieving whatever traumatic experience that you went through. If these friends were in your life through this process before, they are also grieving. So what you're going to hear from them is hurt. And you're going to hear, you might, and you might feel shameful, or you might hear that there are defensiveness, defensiveness, you're going to hear hateful words, and you're not ready to do that. Because you're going through a forgiveness process as well as you're doing boundaries and boundaries allows you to open up to a forgiveness process. Right. One thing leads to another. Yeah. Eventually you're going to start forgiving, but so you have to set boundaries because these friends what they're trying to give you, you don't need right now. And they also need to grieve. Need so you're time. feeding, you're feeding grievedness with grievedness, if that's even a word, and it's not helping you. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have new friends because the Lord will always send you what you need, no matter what he will send you what you need. He's like, you're going to need this friend for this season. You're going to need, you're going to meet this friend for this season, or, or not even a friend. It could be a, an acquaintance, acquaintance. It could yeah. be a coworker. Yeah. You're going to need this person for this season. Because what they're saying and how, what they've been through, you're going to learn from this. I'm going to have to separate you from these other friends. Not that they're not your friends right now. You're not going to break friendships, but you're going to set boundaries. Some friends you can't touch a subject with. Listen, when we get together, you and I, we're going to talk about this right. until right. we're on the other side of this. Exactly. And, you're, exactly. and that's also a way to love and protect your friendship. Mm-hmm. because you're both grieving and your your friendship that has lasted all these years might break because of, of this, because you're going to say hurtful words to each other. So boundaries protect you, but it also protects your friendships. It protects the other people that you love. 
Because in a moment of anger, in a moment of hurt, your words are not there all the time. And it's like, I was telling, I was telling somebody this week, I, I did the paper example. I was mm -hmm. like, you can't take words back. So the moment you say a word, it's like you wrinkle a piece of paper. You can ask for forgiveness, but once you open that piece of paper again, yeah, it's open, but it has wrinkles in it. Mm -hmm. So it's not broken. You can still make it work. It's redefined. But it hurts. And mm -hmm. you're going to have to work extra hard mm -hmm. because once you say something again you cannot take it back so i think for certain people it's okay to give an explanation but as as in the main idea of setting boundaries if you don't feel like telling anybody why you're setting boundaries you don't have to i think it's perfectly um, fine i don't believe in giving explanations regardless if you love me respect this whether you agree with it or not It's not about you agreeing with it. It's about you loving me. And this is my love language right now. These boundaries are my love language right now. You respecting these boundaries is showing that you love me because a part of love is respect. And Absolutely. I don't have to give you an explanation why, you know. I, I, haven't, had, I haven't had to give anybody an explanation mm -hmm. as to why, but I have definitely set some boundaries with People that are super close to me and also people that I don't talk to, you know, very often, mm -hmm. both ends of the spectrum. Some people take it well, other people don't understand why, but just let it be. Like I haven't had any confrontation in that sense. Mm -hmm. But like you said, if somebody loves you, they're going to know that you just need that minute to take a break and, and you go back to your old self and communication will resume as it was in the past. But when you're being questioned and when people don't understand where you're coming from, that's when you have to think, hmm, is this really well, the if you're being If you're being questioned, then the person is thinking about themselves exactly. and it's they're being toxic. They're being selfish. And that's where the boundary needs to be even greater. And that brings me to my next question. Mm -hmm. How do you know if someone is crossing that line between caring and loving and toxic? And you just mentioned that. If you're not feeling loved, it's toxic. If they're abusing the boundary, it's toxic. If they don't respect the boundary. If they don't respect the boundary, it's toxic. Mm -hmm. And some of these boundaries and some of these family members, you can block the phone call you can not open the door you can not go to their house and go to family visits anymore but some of these people live in the house yeah and to keep a boundary when some of these people are in the house because sometimes you need boundaries with your children i mean you always need boundaries with your children mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but as as they age and as they get older you need even more boundaries sometimes and especially going through a divorce and a separation the boundary needs to be greater. Mom needs some more time because seeing your children hurting hurts mom. So you're, sometimes you don't want to be in the same room. You need to step away. And I know a lot of, when I was going through my divorce, I took a lot of showers, like long showers, because I was the only place that I, I nobody would come in. Right. And I wasn't showering. I was crying. I was, right. I needed to vent my, with my feelings out without, letting my children or my child see me hurting because my hurt would create a hurt in my child exactly. and vice versa. So creating physical boundaries sometimes with the people you live in the house is super important. And that's where you should start first with you, me, this is what I need in this season. These are the boundaries that I need right now for my self care. 
And then you move that little boundary outward circle and that second circle is your children or your spouse if you're if you're married. Right, right. These are the boundaries I need with these people. And I think once you set those two and you can manage those two, then you then you have the outer circle, which is your friends. So I think boundaries, I guess, come in layers with proximity of people, but the core is you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then how you manage that with inner circle, which is whoever lives in your house and whoever is closest to you and then your outer circle. And also it could be somebody that is not necessarily going through like a life-changing experience like we did. Um, it could be somebody mm-hmm. just, you know, living their normal life and there's just one person in their lives that doesn't respect boundaries. And that is toxic. Blood or not, toxic is toxic. It could be your mother, your brother, your sibling, your spouse, your child, and, your and- friend, your neighbor. It could be anybody. Because people think, oh, but it's, it's my, let's say, it's my, it's my sister. And I love my sister, boy. you can love her from far away. If that person is bringing toxicity to your life and is taking away from your self-love and self-care. Yeah. And let's, I mean, let's talk about toxic because people think because she's my sister, she's not toxic. This is how it is. This is how, that's how she is. Oh, you know, all sisters are like that. Right. No. Have you been exposed to a normal sister friendship or sister relationship? <laughs> like, right. You probably haven't been exposed to that. You probably lived in a toxic environment growing up and this is normal to you. That's all they know. And sometimes people think toxic is you're hitting or you're yelling or, but toxic is the silent treatment. That's toxic. They're not, not having a communication with you is toxic. Not having to care for how you feel is toxic. So there doesn't have to be yelling or hitting or for it to be toxic. If it hurts your emotions, and is a lack of love to you it's toxic if it makes you feel not worthy if it makes you feel unloved if it makes you question your self-esteem and your value in this friendship or in this relationship or in this dynamic then it's toxic absolutely and that is very and it's very hard to make that call when Mm -hmm. like you mentioned if that's all you know Mm -hmm. it's not until later in life when you start having other friendships and you're surrounded by other relationships around you Mm -hmm. other friends that may have a sister and they you know they're completely different to what you have always experienced that's when it clicks so Mm -hmm. it's been years of you putting up with that kind of behavior and then the moment you try to set up a a boundary how dare you i'm your sister don't do that to me. Who do you think you are? And the emotional, the emotional brainwashing. Mm-hmm. And entitlement is toxic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's a toxic it trait for people. It they is. think they own you, they, they control you. Yes. And that is toxic. And that's also setting, you know, you got to set boundaries there. Mm-hmm. And as an adult, it's very hard to, to make that call. So even if you realize as an adult, oh, this is toxic and you try to set up a boundary and that doesn't work, you might continue to just put up with that, but it's going to get to a point where you, you're just not going to be able to deal with it because it's just going to keep getting worse and worse. The behavior is not going to improve. The behavior is just going to get worse. Well, and then for women, I think it's harder because women were created as helpers. We're helpmates. Our programming is help. We are helpers. We are encouragers. We are empaths. We love on people when comforters. That's really our true creation calling. We fix problems. 
fix pro you know fix problem uh let's solve problems let's you know i'm all about feelings let's mm -hmm. talk about it let's find a solution to this mm -hmm. so because we're helpers we want to help the person that's being toxic with us yes and we're like oh but Dito, you know, she's going through this and she has such a traumatic experience in her life. Yes. She was not, this is not really her. This is her past. So you understand her past and you give her grace, but you can, you still have to give her boundaries. Grace and boundaries are like, go because together. We deserve grace too. We deserve grace. Yeah. yeah. But it, it's hard for us to see that because we want to be the helper. We want to help our friend. Of course she's toxic. She calls me at three in the morning to vent. She calls me at whatever time she needs to. Like you cannot, there's certain people that can call me at three in the morning. Right. There's certain people that can call me at six in the morning and they have that gate open. But my phone, setting boundaries with your phone and respecting even that is a boundary. You can yes. just call up on me and vent whenever you want because I'm not ready to receive your venting. And that's a boundary. Um, so those are boundaries you have to set because people just want to call on you and you you want to help. So you want to pick up the phone call and you want to, you know, you give them grace and grace and grace and grace and see, you know, until you can't no more because you're running on empty. Because it drains you. Negative, it, they suck the negative, life out of you. Yes. Negative energy drains you. Mm -hmm. And I experienced that. And not necessarily in the negative aspect, but somebody like calling me over and over and over and over again. I don't want to talk. I also mm -hmm. don't want to be rude because I know you mean well. But I can't. Mm -hmm. I can't. Are we going to solve anything with this conversation? Or are you just calling to vent? Because there's different types of conversations. If you're just calling to vent, then I can't do this right now. If we're going to solve this problem, let's do this right now. Or if this is an emergency, I can pick up the phone. But And then you can have those conversations. But the, the boundary is with you. You decide if you pick up that phone call. And then you feel guilty. Oh, I didn't pick up the phone call. She's going to think I'm ignoring her. Then that's when you're breaking your own boundary. Right. That goes back to being, I let me help her. I'm the helper. Pobrecita. Yep. She's going through so much. Um, you're going through so much. <laughs> right. And right. I'm not want to help you, but I'm not in a space where you for you to vent with me. Mm -hmm. When I'm in a space that I'm okay for you to vent, then we vent. I've also had new friendships since my um, divorce because mm -hmm. divorce will create new friendships. Because there are people that you cannot go back to how much, no matter how much you love them. I love the people that were in our lives as a married couple. They are wonderful people and I love them from afar. But I had to, for two years, not speak to them. Not because I was upset with them, not because I was hurt with them, but the only memories I had with those people was a memory of my married life. So me walking into that space was hurtful. I had to change churches because of that. Because we were married in that church, the people knew us as a couple, and now, ¿qué pasó? Nothing. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't want to talk about it. I just want to come to church, I want to worship, and I want to leave. So I had to physically remove myself wow. from those people that I still have their phone number, they're still on my phone book. Sometimes they're like, pray for me. Because they know that I, okay, of course they yeah. have now it's been two years. So now they know that we are not going to talk about two years ago right. or whatever right. that happened. If you want to mm -hmm. talk to me, we're going to talk about 2022 and on. Right. Like Piera is now single and you're going to talk to Piera as from her experience right now. Right. Right. So physically removing yourself has to and redefining new friendships. So these friendships that I have now, we have made phone call 
boundaries. Mm-hmm. Now we text each other. Are you in a good space in your head space today to vent where I can vent? And I'll say no. I'll say yes. So we've learned that. I need to run something by you. Are you okay mm-hmm. to hear me out? So, and then you decide if you pick up the phone call. Right. If you read the email, if you meet up for coffee. I don't want to have coffee with you. I love coffee, but I know that when I have coffee with you, we're not going to be in a good space. And it's also, it takes maturity as well, because yo tengo muchas amistades. I want to say many of, if not all the people that know what has been going on the last six, seven months. Ellas mismas, ellas mismas me dicen, te ven, visítame, nos encontramos en un sitio, vamos a comer, hacemos lo que sea, y no tenemos que hablar de lo que está pasando. We can just meet up, hang out, talk a little bit, see, you know, how the kids are, blah, 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 and move on. So that also comes with choosing your friendships wisely. I mean, I'm not mm-hmm. saying in your case, that was the case. I mean, your case mm-hmm. is a little bit different. They knew you as a couple. Mm-hmm. And the moment everything happened, it was just very sudden and you didn't want to give anybody any explanations. And because they weren't that close with you, they didn't and understand that. Also, because I was, as I'm hurting, the words that were going to come out of my mouth about the other individual were not something that I was ready for other people to hear. My mouth was not filtered during that grieving process. Mm -hmm. So I knew that I had to keep my mouth shut and deal with my emotions and write out my feelings on paper before I talked to people because I was not in a good place. Mm -hmm. And my words were not going to be encouraging. My words were not going to be nice. And that would have broken friendships and that would have sabotaged my my character and my, I don't know what you want to call my, my character. Yeah. My character, my persona is not, it was not me. I would have thought of being out of character on my reputation. It's like, Oh, you know, because of the words that were going to come out, I was feeling those words. They were not, you know, I was not because you do feel the anger, you know, channeling your anger correctly because anger, you're going to, you have the right to feel an anger. God gave you your emotions to feel them, but you have to channel them in a correct way. And that's also boundaries. Your emotional boundaries. Put that energy into that. To turn that energy into something that will be productive and positive in your life later on. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, heal from your emotions in a personal, in in an intimate way, solo, I guess, in a single way. You don't have to involve nobody else. You have to process those emotions between, well, me, it was between me and God. This is how I'm feeling. And these are the words that I need to say that I can't let nobody else hear. Because he's not afraid to hear your truth. He knows your truth. And he knows your feelings and he knows how you feel. Bring me your burden. Let me hear it. You, how do you feel, honey? He's a father. So a father asking you, how was your day today, mommy? How was school? How was work? You know, that's, oh, how's your divorce coming along? And this is that, da, 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 and then I would vent there. And my emotions were vent there because you cannot heal what you don't reveal. Mm-hmm. He cannot heal what you don't reveal. So those are also boundaries. Knowing where to explode. Mm-hmm. Knowing where to vent to because at the end of the day once you vent to the wrong person after the process is over your reputation needs to still be intact and that's also a lot to do with boundaries yeah very true very true and it can be very exhausting because para tomar decisiones así uno tiene que ser bien maduro y cuando las cosas están pasando por ejemplo en un momento de divorcio mm-hmm. like if you're grieving the passing of somebody you might be angry at god You might be angry, like, why my person? Why now? Out of mm-hmm. so many people in the world, you know what I mean? 
But when you're going through an emotional process, when somebody betrays you, a friend betrays you, when you have a spouse that hurt you in any way, then the emotional part of all of that wants to take over. Because you're like, how come I'm here sufriendo, pasando la, la, la decaída? Y ellos están por allá, chilling, echándose fresco como si nada estuviera pasando. So that's when the enemy attacks. And that's when the enemy wants to take over your words. Mm-hmm. And that's when you have to know who to choose to hear those words and how to vocalize them without hurting who you are as a person. And hurting the other person, because one thing that in my conversation with God during my process, I'm not going to lie. I told God, this is how I feel. I want to kill this person. This is how I feel. I'm not going to act on it. I'm not going to. But if you explain to me how I feel, God, I'm going to be so straight up with you. I want to kill this person. (laughs) I know it's a sin. This is how I feel. I'm coming. I'm not going to do it. I'm coming raw to you. Right, exactly. I'm Um, being honest with my feelings. And he said to me, look at him as if you were looking at me. Mm. Because he is also my child. I'm going to deal with him later, but he's also my child. So you can't love God and not love his children. So let's work on you and you're forgiving this this person Mm -hmm. that you want to kill. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And this is how... Raw he came. And I'm like, I have to see this person at court tomorrow. I have to see this person tomorrow when I wake up. He's downstairs. I don't want to see him. I want to kill him. So how do I, living in the same house, because while the, the court was deciding for me to leave, for him to stay, for who, whatever was being decided, we had to live in the same house until the court decided. I asked God, how do I face this person living in my house I, who I want to physically hurt? Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, it's a temptation that I have and, and I need you to, I'm taking it to you. When you look at him, you look at me. And that's a strategy that I've been doing since then. Everybody that I'm having difficulty processing, I he's like, you're not looking at that person. You're looking at me. He's also my child. She is my child because it also helps me at work because you don't always get along with people at work. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so just, that, right. it's also a boundary. That was a I guess it was a spiritual boundary. I don't know what kind of boundary that it, that was. It was actually a physical boundary because I learned to practice that. And when I saw that person and I just saw God in front of that person or Jesus, mm-hmm. I was like, and whatever that was coming out of that person's mouth, I couldn't hear mm-hmm. because it was not Jesus saying those words to me. Right, right. That that block is on entrada mi oído. I would hear, wah, 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 wah. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. and it was God protecting me because I said, God, I whenever How court is in three months, court is in four months. I don't know what the court's gonna say, but I have to live here. Mm-hmm. My child has to live here. You need to. So that was a boundary God created, and I, ever since then, I have learned to do that with a lot of people. Okay. I just put Jesus in front of His face, and I said, Okay. He's like, I am going to deal with this person. I am justice. You know, you're not justice. I'm just, just your work with me. You come with me. Let's deal on our boundaries. I'm going to start healing your emotions. I'll take care of him later. Cause he's also my child. He's also my child. It is very hard because yeah, he's your child, God, but he's not my child. I don't love him. Like you love him. He's like, he hurt me. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, he said, Look at my hands. They hurt me. They're not wounds. They're scars, you know? So you're wounded. And when you're wounded, you can't deal with this. But when you're, once you have the scars, right, you can deal with it. So let's heal you. 
because you're going to have scars. The scars is what reminds you of your process. Mm -hmm. of, you know, so you can't minister. You can't work out through this wounds. Your, your wounds are open. So you can't deal with this, but I can. No, perdona que te interrumpí. Yeah, Please do, because I'll ramble forever. <laughs> no, a lot of people have told me it will get better. People mm -hmm. that have been through the process that I'm currently going through. Things won't be this bad all the time. You will have answers and justice will prevail. Dios se va a encargar. Pero es tan difícil para mí en este momento que estoy viviendo ahora en mi vida aceptar eso. Well, because you're living, you're living on Saturday. Friday, they crucified him. Saturday, he was underground. And Sunday, he resurrected. He got justice. And he prevailed. You know, he saved the world. So the act was done on Friday. The waiting period, that gap of Saturday is so hurtful. Oh my God, it's awful. So you're living on Saturday. And if you see it that way, tú estás enterrada bajo, tú estás en una tumba, you know, you're in a tomb, you're underground. Mm -hmm. Your friends around you are grieving. They don't know what's going on. They're grieving your marriage because your friends do grieve your marriage. Absolutely, 100%. Your coworkers grieve your marriage. Um, you're redefining yourself. I was married yesterday. I'm not married today. Who am I? So yeah. all of those questions are happening on Saturday. And Saturday is when, you know, God was taking over, mm -hmm. having mm -hmm. those spiritual battles down there. And that's yeah. where you are. You know, sabe, uno, yo sé que... tomorrow Sunday is this you know nobody knew that he was going to get up on the third day Correcto. he said he was going to resurrect he didn't say when he didn't say when so mourning they're grieving no discípulo, his family is his inner circle of, you know because God had 12 but three of them were his inner circles and that's mm -hmm. that's boundaries God is a God of boundaries. Mm -hmm. He even had boundaries as with his disciples. He had his favorite three. He has his outer circle and he has his extended circle. Yes. Even with his friends. Right. You know, so they're all grieving and he said, it's going to get better. He told them I'm coming back. <laughs> so he's, it's going to get better. But right. they're like, when? So that's, that's the hard like, part. That's the hard part. I that's where faith, faith kicks in. That's mm -hmm. where faith kicks in. Because yeah. you have to believe that it's going to get better. But it's not that it will get better. It's that you are going to get better. Your emotions are going to get better. Your heart is going to heal. Your friendships are going to heal. Your children are going to heal. It's not that it, because what is it? The marriage? No, the marriage is broken. Right, it's done. What's it? My past life? No, that's not going to get better. I mean, better is different. Better is not what you had is going to be better. Better is what it was broken. Whatever is coming is better. And I even, I, mean, I even feel, I mean, I grieve my, I miss my marriage. Well, I miss what I thought I had in my marriage, mm -hmm. which is not necessarily what I had. It was just what I thought I had. Because mm -hmm. there's a difference. The image. Right. It is fantasy and there's reality. Exactly. And I mean, I don't think I was living a fantasy. I just think I was so involved in the relationship. Because again, once you are in the situation, you don't really see everything. Once you step out of it is when like, you're like, oh, wow, that's right. That is toxic. Right. <laughs> that Very. was toxic. Right. Yeah. So now that I'm outside of that relationship, I feel free to do whatever I want to do without feeling like I'm failing somebody mm -hmm. or without feeling like, oh, that's going to be an argument. It's so, self-discovery. Right. And although I, I miss what I thought I had, I also, I have gained freedom 
mm-hmm. in the things that I love to do. Like, for example, I never got a tattoo when I was, oh, kidding. I did get a tattoo when I went to Ibiza three, four years ago. But that, that was a conversation that had to be had several times because he doesn't necessarily like tattoos. Like that wasn't like his cup of tea. But I was like, it's my body and I want to express my love for the things that I love any way that I want. And mm-hmm. then he would, you know, he would go back to the Bible and like, you should, and you that's should still- treat your body as a temple. And I respect that. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't want to do anything in his or anybody, if nobody wants to do anything to their body, hey, I respect it. I have nothing against it. Yes, but for me, but for me personally, it's something that I always wanted, but it was always an issue. So, and mm-hmm. again, I'm just I'm just saying this as an example. I'm not saying that I'm basically, and that's where you you would have been. He's controlling, right? That would have been a controlling trait. Yes, because. Once they hit you with religion, that is toxic. Religion is toxic and you need a boundary from religion. That's a whole podcast on its own. <laughs> I know. So, the, I mean, because we're talking about boundaries, but you have spiritual boundaries yeah, and spiritual sure. boundaries is not religious boundaries. Spirit and religion are two different things. Absolutely. Christ became a spirit. Christ is spirit. Christ is not church. Christ is not religion. Right. He's not law. He's a God of principles. He's not a God of laws. This is the principle, the guidance. Correct. This is not, if you don't follow the law, you will, you know, you'd be condemned. He came to break you free from condemnation. Yes. Yes. Now there's respect and boundaries, even with your relationship with God. Right. That's another, but those are boundaries. Right. Absolutely. But it's like things that, lo que él me decía es que tú siempre vas a hacer lo que a ti te da la gana. Porque I'm very strong-minded. It's not necessarily, I didn't feel like I was trying to create an issue. I just wanted to do something that was going to make me happy. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't received in that manner. It was just received. Because it was all about way. him. Mm-hmm. It had to be about him. It wasn't about you. The love was not for you. The love was him controlling you. He loved controlling you. Probably. Or he Probably. loved control, not controlling you. He loved control. Mm-hmm. Which is also, I mean, it's toxic. We're talking about toxic boundaries. And how do you know it's toxic? There you Control. Go. It's toxic. <laughs> right. But you said this, this, and this. That's toxic. And then controlling and bringing out. And then words. I'm huge. I'm huge on communication. And I did lose myself in the marriage at some point, you know, with kids and work and, and living paycheck to paycheck. Like the different Survival. Aspects. You lose right. yourself because you have to survive. Exactly. So once I found myself again and I became that person that I was before, mm-hmm. that was an issue because I was setting boundaries. They were not being received with kindness. Mm-hmm. All I received when those I was trying to set those boundaries was um, rechazo, choque, mucho choque. So, Rejection. Right. So then that creates even more problems because now mm-hmm. you're arguing. Now you're having fights. Now you're not being accepted by by the person that you love with the things that you love to do. Well, boundaries also brings communication boundaries because I don't like it when you're upset. We got to talk. Let's sit down on the couch and talk. No, 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 no. You're upset. I don't even know what I did. (laughs) I'm in the middle of cooking or clean. I just got home from work. I have my purse, my book, my laptop in my hands and some groceries. Like I'm walking in like, you know, Hulk over here. Oh, yeah. I'm having de-stress from the day. I'm not in a good space to have a conversation with you. 
but you want to talk now because you're upset and you had to resolve this right now. Ahora, let's sit on the couch. Girl, you no, no, hit the nail in the head. Communication boundaries. Hey, I'm upset. Or, hey, we need to have a conversation before bed tonight. Or, but if I see you angry, I'm not having a conversation. I'm not sitting on the couch. I'm not having a conversation because you're angry. Go deal with your anger. And when you're in a space to talk to me without the anger, manner. in a respectful yes. manner, then we can have this conversation. Oh, you don't care about our marriage. You don't care about my feelings. I do care. That's a boundary. I care, but I will not allow you to speak to me with anger. Yes. It's just not going to happen. You're not going to cross that line with me. Right. And then once you allow it one time, it's going to continue to happen. And the anger escalates and the anger escalates and yes. the anger escalates. And then you're angry or I shut down. If you're yelling at me, I shut down. Ay, pero tú nunca habla. Pues si me estás gritando. Como tú quieres que yo te hable. First of all, you're not listening because you're angry. Exactamente. And all I hear is you're using it against me. Exacto, me lo estás pegando para atrás. Because you're not listening. You're not listening for understanding. You're listening to fight. To argue back. To argue back. Tú estás tratando so, de defender tu punto de vista. Tú no estás tratando de encontrar una solución. You're, you're not es trying to diferencia. solve our marriage. How are we, can we right. come together? Listen, right. the way you did this hurt me. Right. The way you did this. I felt rejected when you hung up on me because your friend called you on the other line. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Not like, oh, you're such a bad wife because you hung up on me. And How dare what? you disrespect me that way? Yes. It's boundaries and communication boundaries is so important outside of marriage and especially dealing with divorce and like oh, yeah. uh, co-parenting <laughs> because oh, yeah. you know you're co-parenting with this person who now you you want to kill <laughs> like at this point Seriously. and you still have to co-parent and you still have to talk to them about your children and then about mm-hmm. uh schedules and other issues that court mandated yeah um yeah. so communication boundaries is very important for you to set as well how do you want to be spoken to if you're angry with me how can you approach me? If I did something that I hurt you, how can you approach me? Those are boundaries you need to have with people, with husband, ex-husband, whoever, even your boss. Like, listen, yes. you can't just tell me at Friday at five o'clock that you have something due. You can't go home until this is done. Correct. My deadline. You know, so even boundaries are just, just keep people healthy, emotionally and spiritually and physically. And a bottom line, those people rejecting those boundaries, probably the issue, not you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you just have to know that not every boundary is going to be accepted with grace. Codependency is a big huge. boundary killer. Huge. If people are codependent of you, they're not gonna they're not gonna respect your boundaries, and that's where you realize who's codependent of you. That means they're not with you for you. They're with you for what they gain from you. So setting boundaries is going to reveal who your inner circle is, who's loving you for you. Oh my God, literally took the words from my mouth. Mm-hmm. It's going to tell you who's going to love you for you. Not because you know, you know for what you have to offer. Not because, you know, oh, she always gets me lunch when we go out. Mm-hmm. Oh, she always brings me coffee because I'm like that. If I stop and get coffee and I know I'm going to go see you, how am I going to show up with one coffee and not bring you course, coffee? Or at least course. ask you, hey, Jima, do you want a coffee? You know, do you want some? Mm-hmm. But now they come see you because if I see her, I know I'm going to get some coffee out of her. And if that's so, so, something so simple, but that's you, sometimes you get, oh, when we meet up, I might get some sex. Mm-hmm. Oh, when we meet up, I might get some this. Right, oh, when we right. meet up, 
She's meeting my emotional needs. She's meeting my lust. I love how she looks, you know. It's codependency. Sí, sí, sí. Sí, and it's not because of you it's not because of it's whatever they want to they get from you yeah. so it's abuse it is an abuse but it you just don't see it abuse. right it because is you're in it because you're in it you know your dependency of me or your codependency of me is abuse it brings me to my last question and i learned this the hard way no is a full sentence mm -hmm. when you say no we go back to not having to give out an explanation you can if you want no is a complete sentence yeah no means no me no doesn't mean maybe doesn't mean perhaps later tomorrow no 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 no, no. means no until Here when me. until i say yes i mean no is no until i say yes because all because the next day they ask you the same question mm -hmm. uh no oh maybe you'll change your mind no no Period. And if I do, if I do, I will let you know. I will let you know. But don't no, don't come every day, every no. hour. It's like your children. Mommy, can I go out? No. Can I go the out? Two hours no. later. Can I go out? No. Pero por qué? No. Porque que no. And sometimes you get <laughs> like, and it's so easy for us to have boundaries and say no as a mom to our children. Right. But it's so hard to say no everywhere else. Yeah. But we already know we we know how to say no. Porque right. yo dije que no y punto. But would you answer that to your boss? Maybe right. not in that tone, <laughs> you know. Right, right. Answer that to your husband? Maybe not in that tone. Dije que no. And is it, <laughs> so once we say no, is it normal to second guess that decision? I think it is Because normal. Because guilt kicks in. Ay bendito, my friendship. We've been friends for 10 years. We've been friends. We've been through so much together. Right. Yeah, but where you're where you're going, she can't come with you. Uh-huh. Where you're going, she's not there. She can't, she's gonna bring you down. She's gonna hurt you. On your new self-discovery, she's not there. Or he's not there. Because we're emotional beings, and that's when you have to be logical mm -hmm. and become unemotional and it's hard and separate your emotions from your logic. And it's very hard to do that, but that's also a boundary emotions and logic boundaries like am I being led through my emotions am I or am I being led through this is what's best for me because you have to do what is best for you and then your emotions catch up okay leave your emotions on the side do what is best for you now your emotions will catch up you have to do what is best for you until your emotions catch up because in the beginning your emotions will not let you do what's good for you your emotions will bring you to comfort your emotions will bring you back to that friend Your emotions will bring you back to that abuser, yeah. back to that toxic husband. Your emotions will do that because it's your comfort. That's where you feel safe. That's where you feel you've That's been for you 10 know. years. That's what you know. But your logic and your boundaries are going to take you to where you need to go. And you're going to be like, all right, emotions. I feel you, <laughs> right. but I feel you and I hear you. We're going to cut off this person nicely. We're going to have grace. We're going to love because you can love people from afar. Yes, you can. You can pray for them. You don't, I, I can pray for you. I can love you from afar. I can send you a text every once in a while thinking of you. I'm, I hope you're doing great. And then block them again. Block and, um, you know, however it works. However, I, I'm not saying anything that I haven't done before. I'm no, just, I have a few people in my block list too. I hear you. you. See my block <laughs> I blocked you from, you know, but then you set the boundaries. You set this is what's going to happen now. And your emotions will catch up because with yes. those boundaries, you're going to heal. 
and you can rationalize because during the guilt and all these things, when you're first at the boundaries, you're not rational and you're going to second guess yourself. But your gut is usually, and people call it your gut, but it's your spirit. It's your sixth sense. You know, we are created with gut telling you, hey, you got to do this. Block that person. No, no, I know, you know, you know, you know. Exacto. Si no puedes respetar, si tú tratas de setear boundaries and they don't mm -hmm. respect that, block them. Block. This individual, I block them. And then what happens is they start calling all your friends and they start calling all your family members. Mira, fulana me bloqueó. So then my accountant called me that he was trying to, to reach me. So to give him a call, I speak to my accountant once a year in April. Oh my gosh. Puso tu, a tu accountant de secretaria. Puso mi accountant de secretaria. Esa es la reacción de los boundaries. I blocked from everywhere. I blocked phone, email, de todo. Instagram. I didn't even have Instagram back then. I don't even think that was a thing. But Facebook, whatever social media, he was calling the church pastor. He was calling the church leaders. He was calling like my accountant, my accountant, not his accountant, my accountant, because <laughs> we had different accountants uh -huh. and get a different accountant. Just saying <laughs> <laughs> that just common sense, all those things. Right. So I had to, I had to get a new accountant. Do you know how embarrassed I was? Oh, so I can't you even a great accountant. So even your accountant, you have to find a new accountant. You're going to have to find a new hair lady. Open the world to new relationships. Yes. Because your old relationships are shot. I changed my, my accountant because I was embarrassed. Not because he didn't. He was a wonderful accountant. Mm -hmm. I was embarrassed. I can't walk back in here. Girl, I feel you. Then you're but... going to have to go and tell other people your boundaries with this person. Listen, we're going through this divorce. We're going through this breakup. If he calls, block. And I told these people, I told my pastor, block him. He's not going to stop calling. All of these other people have to set boundaries with this person as well. Correct. Block him, you know? And if you're, if my friend blocked you, guess what? I'm blocking you mm -hmm. because I'm, that's my loyalty. I'm the same way. I am the same way. That's my loyalty. I don't know if it's good. I don't know if it's wrong. I don't know if it's <laughs> not Christian. I don't know. Love does not mean we need to talk. Feel love for you, but I don't have to talk to you to love you. A relationship with you to love you. I mean, God says, love your neighbor and love your enemies. And I do love my enemies, but you're still my enemy. You're still labeled my enemy. You're not my friend. God didn't say love your neighbor and make them your friend. There's two distinctions. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you don't love yourself, you can't love other people. That's a whole other podcast. Love your enemy. He did not say love your enemy, forgive them, have relationships with them, and then make him your friend for my kingdom. No. <laughs> love your enemy. Punto. He is still your enemy. Far away. That means don't hurt them. That means don't do anything to cause them to trip. You're still my enemy. So I will block you. That is a boundary and that is how I'm loving you and how I'm loving me. That's how you choose to love yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Cuando yo estaba preparando este episodio, uh -huh. yo decía, porque en realidad yo no tengo mucha gente, o sea, no hay gente tóxica en mi vida. Yo, yo estoy uh -huh. pasando muchas experiencias que son como nuevas para mí porque uh -huh. yo trato de siempre mantener mi círculo de amistades bien positivo, bien uplifting. Uh -huh. I mean, son mucha gente que lo que traen a mi vida es luz. Yo no uh -huh. quiero oscuridad en mi vida. Yo no, no tengo tiempo para eso. No me, no me incita a ningún... If you have drama, we can't be friends. I mean, if you have problems, I'm, I'm all there for you. Pero si tú, But tú eres el tipo de persona que te If you have drama, we ain't doing that. Si te gusta I don't have time for drama. I have no time for that. 
So is it okay to have boundaries? In my opinions, absolutely. You need to have boundaries if that person or situation is affecting your mental health or your inner peace or your relationship with other people that are important well, to you. Boundaries, you have to have them if they're toxic or not. Mm-hmm. Boundaries keep you healthy and boundaries keep things from becoming toxic. Mm-hmm. So you have to have boundaries regardless to keep you healthy. And the world was created in boundaries. So if you want, if you're a reflection of God, if you're a reflection of creation, day, night, ocean, shoreline. I mean, if God said, all right, ocean, you can do whatever you want. Just <laughs> go along and be salty. <laughs> you know, really spray water everywhere you want to go. Make some waves. <laughs> we, there wouldn't be humanity. There wouldn't be trees. There wouldn't be oxygen for us to breathe. Yeah. Like there would be a flood. It would be chaos. So boundaries keep you from chaos. It keeps everybody where they need to be. It keeps everybody lo- feeling loved. It keeps everybody loving you correctly and you loving them correctly. And it might not be everybody because if you're dealing with like a narcissistic person or a self-centered Oh, there is no boundaries. That's just block. Go self- away. There is no boundaries. Selfish people they will try any way to make you feel like you're the crazy one by demanding certain Mm -hmm. things and setting up boundaries and that's when we go back to you being blocked i'm removing you from my life because i'm not accepting that not accepting you not accepting your behavior right because it's not personal it's not something against you it is how you are behaving the behavior Mm -hmm. your behavior is toxic you know because you have to also treat people as people and not accuse them of you're toxic no 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 your behavior is toxic to me it might not be toxic to other people but it's toxic to me so no we're done block and that's all it comes down to it they might be perfect for somebody else and they could have Mm -hmm. a great relationship but sometimes the dynamic doesn't work good between two specific that's why that's why it says not be unequally yoked and people think oh if you're christian you're automatically equally yoked no you can both be Christian and you can both be believe in the same God and you're still unequally yoked because that means you're going to have a donkey and a mule or a donkey and an ox. The donkey is stubborn and does not do what they asked of, the goal. And the ox is like, the ox is compliant and obedience. Mm-hmm. Let's move forward. Let's go with this plan. Let's go ahead. Let's make yeah. this work. Let's plow this land. And that's what it means to be unequally yoked. And that's also a boundary. Hey, this is what we had to work with. How do we fit into this situation together? And if you're not, then you got to get out of my, <laughs> I'm out of my yoke because I'm right. following this field with somebody who can plow it with me. It match not, my energy. Exactly. Match my energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My moment, because the person I am today is not the person I was yeah. 10 years ago. God makes everything new every morning. You're not the same person, even physically that you were yesterday because your cells are new every morning. So every morning you're new, every morning you're getting better. Every morning you're less tolerant. You're moving along. You got to do what you got to do. You're making it fertile. If it's not fertile, you got to get out. Well, I think we touched all the points oh, that I had. Yeah. I think this was great conversation. So I appreciate you for taking the time to. Thank you. I love being here. I enjoy talking with you. I hope this was helpful to our listeners or your listeners that it is okay to have boundaries. You're not psycho because you want to have boundaries. You're not being selfish because you're having boundaries. Boundaries is not being selfish. Boundaries is loving 
boundaries is making yourself a priority and making yourself a priority is not selfish it's two different things it's selfless because you cannot love people you cannot love others if you don't love yourself first correct and if you have people that are sucking your positive energy out of you mm -hmm. how can you give others what you don't mm -hmm. have i can't love you at my best if i'm not okay exactly you can't get the best version of me if i'm not okay It takes and for growth. me to be okay. Mm -hmm. I need boundaries right now. Yeah, and it takes growth to get to this point. Mm -hmm. Self discovery. A, a person that's 18 years old, normally, I mean, there are there it's the exception, mm -hmm. but at 18, I wouldn't have been able to be the person that I am today. For I, I didn't know anything about boundaries at 18. Because mm -hmm. you have to take it. Whatever life throws at you, you have to take it. Just I'm deal with it. That's my that was the mentality for us growing up because that wasn't my case. Just take it and deal with it. Dios te ayuda. Dios. <laughs> Dios so, <he> <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, the God of Vix, that's for sure. You know, we, of we, course God will help, but he, he does what you can't do, but he does not do what you can do. And what you can do is set boundaries. And so as, as we grow up and we are, well, as we get older, we need to be open to evolving because if mm -hmm. you're set in this mindset of I'm perfectly fine the way that I am at some point in life, you're going to fall behind. Well, that's why it says in the Bible, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm -hmm. So you first, you transform yourself by renewing your mind. Oof, yep. So first you got to renew your mind and then everything else. But first, el cambio pasa aquí in your head. Exactamente. Because I'll Thank talk forever. So so. Oh, girl, me too. Who, you, who we'll are you telling? And then we'll just be here. And we'll do a whole all-nighter. But yes, I'm excited to hear this online. Yes, I will. I will topic. for sure share it with you. Thank you so much again. For I love sure. you so much. Love you. Have a good night, Bye. sweetheart. Bye. Bye. You too.